Welcome to Kicking a Java Style with Cassie. Grab you a cup of coffee or some hot sleepy time tea if you're getting ready to go to bed or whatever it is that you like to drink and just relax and listen and enjoy. Uh, so I'm on the journey of life as each of us are and been working on getting things ready to start doing the interviews this year and getting all that going again. And then just working on that, you know, first of the year thing that we all do where we try to better ourselves and then realizing that without Jesus and holding on to his strength, I'm not going to be able to do any of it. So I'm tired of trying to do it all on my own. So I've just been taking it slow and easy and giving myself grace. I did start back eating healthier. I'd gotten way out of control at the end of the year and You know, I don't know if I have told this on the podcast, but I've been without a refrigerator for almost three months and the finances because of the slow season wasn't really where I could go purchase one. And a friend told me that she was going to possibly have one available and I had told her, you know, what my budget was and they ended up blessing me with a refrigerator and giving it to me that is way, way worth more than my budget was. And so I was blessed with a double uh, side-by-side refrigerator with a freezer on the bottom that's beautiful, has lots of room, and since I've been living out of an ice chest and a mini fridge, I really had not been eating at home, so my supplies were out. I was eating ridiculous stuff, and I'm so excited because I went and put stuff in my fridge, and then Last night I went and got fruits and vegetables and salad stuff. And yesterday was my first day to really focus on eating better. Uh, I started a attending, I didn't start the book club, I started attending in a book club. And we're doing one of Lisa Turkhurst's books. And so I got there and they had pizza and I did eat one small slice of pizza and then I ate salad. And then they had some yummy, amazing desserts there. And I'm actually doing the Weight Watchers Freestyle, not because I want to be on a diet, but because it reprograms and trains my mindset to eat right. You eat a lot of vegetables and fruits and uh, meats that are good for you and, you know, not a lot of fried stuff. I mean, you can eat anything you want, but it literally, if you do the program right, trains you to have a new lifestyle. So I started that back up. And I was so tempted to eat this dessert, but all I thought was, you know, this is one day at a time and I don't need it. I'm going to go to Walmart and get me some bananas and some uh, fresh fruit that has something sweet as soon as I leave here. So I went ahead when we all broke to go get the dessert and filled my plate up with more salad. And, you know, maybe it'll encourage others to, you know, do the same thing because, you know, I think we get it in our head that we have to have things when sometimes maybe we're just putting it in our mouth for uh, emotional purposes or because everybody else is doing it. So in saying that, that is a point that we probably all need to pray about and think about is why are we making the choice we're making? Why are we putting that donut in our mouth? It's because we truly want it or it's meeting an emotional need 
or because everybody around us is doing the same thing. Uh, this goes for pretty much any choice in life that we have. Thinking about and praying and asking God, why am I making this choice? What is behind it? Just some things I'm going through and experiencing for my life and walking through and so much other stuff's been going on. It's been pretty neat watching what God's doing in my life. You know, I have really been thinking about the whole dating thing and how I just am not ready, uh, not sure what God wants in that area. And I have been reading some scriptures and being drawn to know what Jesus' role is in my life. And there's, you know, the Bible verse that there's several of them, but there's one that talks about uh, Jesus becoming our husband. And because I have my phone recording, I'm not really sure where those notes are. So I'll try to put those into the notes so you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it talks about Jesus becoming a husband to the widow. And even though my spouse hasn't passed away, it's still a death. It's a death to the marriage, to the covenant, to not having that person with you. And back in 2012, when I was becoming a youth leader, I took a vow of purity. We had a ceremony. Uh, it was very special. I was trying to set an example. But at that time in my life, I didn't really recognize what I was doing. All I was doing was basically saying, I'm not going to have sex outside of marriage. And I didn't really understand the concept of vowing that I'm taking Jesus as my husband and I'm going to honor everything that he is and everything that he desires in my life. And he's going to be my everything so that I can be complete and be what I'm supposed to be to a spouse one day. So in not doing that and not knowing the sincerity of that, I made bad choices. I ended up breaking my purity vow and then I ended up marrying someone that perhaps God would have never had me marry. And if it was God, maybe I didn't do what I was supposed to do inside the marriage because I didn't know how to go to God to help the situation. I didn't know how to go to God and depend on God for the miracles that was needed. And I'm not saying any of this to put condemnation on myself. I'm saying that because I didn't know who Jesus was to me at that time in my life, you know, that it's not always the other person. It's not always on the other person completely in relationships, whether it's friendships, uh, parent, you know, child relationship, husband and wife or whatever it is. And there comes a point in life where you have to say, I missed it. I didn't know who God was in this situation. I didn't know who I was in this situation. And so all of a sudden I'm realizing I don't want to live that way anymore. Jesus, what does it mean for you to be my husband? So I have started studying on the biblical role of a husband, because if Jesus is my husband, then what is the role? And, you know, you'll find scriptures in the Bible that talk about, you know, uh, father and husband, and they kind of have the same role in a lot of areas. Uh, they're protectors, they're providers. They're our, you know, strong person. And if you look at the husband, in a situation in the, in the natural realm, a husband usually is those safe, strong arms that you go to at the end of the day when you're really tired. Everything that a husband is supposed to be, that's who Jesus is. Um, he is our one that we go to for wisdom, direction, strength, comfort, protection, provision, 
you know, guidance, just someone to sit with because a lot of times husband, they don't really want to have a conversation. They just want to sit with us and, you know, they're also the type that want to make things right. And Jesus is really the only one that can ever just truly make things completely 100% right in our life. So I'm going through a journey to learn who he is to me and what I need him to be in my life or those things that I'm looking for, like totally be encompassed with Jesus. And I am going to renew my purity vows and make them again between me and God. I have asked someone in my life to be a personal accountability person for me. Um, that person, you know, was put on my heart and I went to them and explained to them on Sunday, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on. And would you pray with me after I study these scriptures out? So yesterday they sent me a message on Facebook saying they felt like the Lord wanted me to do a devotion. And it was on the book of Ruth. I was like, oh, I love Ruth. So I start doing the devotion and the very first devotion starts talking about pride. And I was like, pride? Okay, I need a new accountability person. I do not have pride. What in the world is she sending me this for? And I was like, oh, Lord, I did feel led to ask this lady to be my accountability person. So therefore, I probably got some pride issues. So I started praying about it. I thought, you know what? I've got a lot of pride issues. I've been finding my identity in what I do for God and in what all I can accomplish. I've been trying to protect myself. And if, by golly, you wound me or you talk disrespectfully to me, I'm going to tell you what, I don't deserve it. You know, and, and there's a balance in that. There's a balance in boundaries and then having so much pride because you're self-protecting yourself. When you do anything in yourself, that is pride. And I was like, Lord, I definitely need this devotion. Please, please help me. And so that's, you know, an area that I'm so thankful and grateful for that I heard from God. She's hearing from God and I'm excited to have her. Uh, one of the other things that I've done is I finally found a church that I just feel like I'm I'm supposed to be there. I've been kind of struggling in that area. Not that I haven't loved the other two churches that I've attended. I love them very dearly. Love the people in them, but I've been lacking something and I'm excited. I'm going to a live church in Vanita, which is a life church. It's a network church of lifechurch.tv and it's a smaller community and I'm going to be able to be involved in the community. I went to the small group, uh, sale group last night for the book club and I'm just excited. I'm excited about the fact that those things that I've avoided out of hurt and anger that I'm able to, you know, get in there and get involved in the community. I'm also doing another uh, Bible study by Lisa Turkhurst. I don't even know if I'm saying her last name right, but it's called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. And, you know, there's so much that we go through that we're like, it's not supposed to be this way. I wasn't supposed to get married and divorced multiple times and then finally marry the man of my supposed dreams and go through, you know, anger and violence and destruction and, you know, uh, the tearing apart of another marriage that was supposed to be based on God. I wasn't supposed to lose friends. I wasn't supposed to fail God. I wasn't supposed to end up back in Northeast corner, of Oklahoma. But then you start looking at the other side and I'm like, Lord, if I had not had this extreme hurt, would I have just kept filling my life with other things with, uh, more ministry with more identity in the things I was doing in my husband, in my friendships. Would I be where I'm at, where I'm longing to know you as my husband to the extreme that I am? Probably not. 
Now, do I think God waved some kind of wand over me and said, here, let me make you hurt for a while so you'll come running to me? No, but do I think God saw that I kept making the decisions to fill that longing with something else and said, I'm going to let you get to the point of the end of yourself, of emptying yourself out so you can actually be filled up with me? Yeah, I think he took a step back and said, okay, here you go. When you're ready, I'll fill you up, baby. I'll fill you up. And I think that's where I'm at in my life. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's a scary place, but a, an exciting place at the same time. So for those of you that are going through some similar things, you are not alone. God has not left you. He just wants you to run after him. He is the only perfect person, the only perfect thing, the only perfection that you will ever find in your life is through Jesus Christ. The rest of life is messy and full of things that are hurtful sometimes and disappointing because we live in a fallen world where it hasn't been perfect since the Garden of Eden, but praise God, Revelations talks about how it will be. Once we are to the end of this journey in our flesh, there will be no more sorrow. There will be no more disappointments. There will be no more pain because we will physically be with God forever. And it's just something to look forward to. But during the disappointments and the mess and the hurt, it's a time to embrace the one only perfect person or thing in our life. And that is God. Uh, I've been reading Girl, Wash Your Face. I just completed that. Uh, it's not supposed to be this way. Um, get a hold of those materials. They're amazing. And something that I've walked through this last week, a book that I read, I did audio and I did it within 24 hours, the whole book, uh, Lacey Strom's book, Mysterious. Now, if you don't know who she is, she's from Flyleaf. I'm not a heavy metal person at all. When the YouTube video come on and I saw her at first being interviewed, I was like, who's that? And I was intrigued by her. So I started listening. And as I listened to her poor story out parts of it from her book, I was like, I got to have this book. First, I looked up her music and I was like, oh no, it's heavy metal. I cannot handle this. I was like, let's read some of the lyrics in the, in the songs. And I was like, oh wow, this is how I feel inside that crazy turmoil going on that only God knows what I'm going through. So I listened to a couple of songs and I was like, I've got to have this book. And I encourage each one of you, if you've walked through deep disappointment, if you have disappointed yourself, if you have been longing for the real true love of God and to know him intimately, get this book, get it on audio. If you don't want to read, it's called Mysterious and it's by Lacey Strum. Those are my recommendations for today. And I will get some scriptures and put it in the notes here. I uh, hope you all have a great day wherever you are, whatever day of the year or month that you are listening to this. It's going to be a great rest of your life because you're going to grab a hold of God's love and never let go. Thanks for listening to Kicking It Java Style with Cassie. To learn more about me, to read my blogs or hear more podcasts, go to dreamcatcher320.com. God bless y'all.